and <laughs> with the support of Generation Hope, I think I, at that time I was introduced to my new mentor, Cornell, and he came in at the right time. Like <laughs> he came in at the right time. But um, like I said, without the help of Generation Hope being consistent with their support and the help of my mentor, yeah. I don't know how I would have survived or got to that, got through that. Yeah. And I was so happy because even though reality was like so harsh and messed up, I was like, I gotta push hard. I gotta push, I gotta push. I gotta do the school stuff now. I have no choice but to. Yeah. And at the time that I ended up getting my, at the time, my highest GPA, wow. I ended up getting like a 3.1 or 3.2. And I was like, nice. Yeah. Like this is this is nice. And then True <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, this is nice. This is this feels nice. But I was also scared because I also had this mentality. I'm like, any anytime something good happens, something bad immediately follows. And it's like gotta change that mindset as well. And luckily I have, but I was like, all right. Um so when I think about like the relationship with Generation Hope and how that has gotten stronger, that that was a moment. That was a true moment where Generation Hope truly stepped in, and ever since then, I have yet to look back and and regret anything. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm happy I was open. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was just yeah, it pushed, it pushed me. That that whole tragedy of 2015, along with the support of GH, yeah. really just helped me boost everything up and just grind even harder into yeah. classes and in life in general. Yeah. I think 2016, that spring semester. I was still 3.0. I was like, all right, cool. And then, yeah, at that point, that was my second year. So by the time that, by the time that decision came around, I remember it's like, yo, we have to put in a transfer. Like this is it. I sat down with Caroline. I sat down with Cornell. <laughs> and I remember that year, I was given an opportunity to be the scholar speaker of the year oh, or whatever. Oh yeah, at the conference. Okay. And I was like, cool. I'll yeah. make my I'll make my announcement at the uh, gala. Oh, awesome. And what a time. Yeah, it was ooh, that was crazy. And I remember that night <laughs> Georgetown, I remember. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go on the stage, share my story and, and be real, you know? And I shared it and I still have the video to this day. But by the time I got to the end of my speech, I was like, you know what? In the fall of this year or whatever, I'll be attending American University. Keep in mind, growing up. I was like, American University is going to be the college I go to. Not growing up, but when college was okay. taken seriously, I was like, American will be the place I go to. Howard is a backup. Mm-hmm. But I still apply to both. But either way, American is where my heart is. And fortunately, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. When it came down to the actual funds and support, American didn't give any. Mm-hmm. Howard was like, come on in. Um. I you, I'll give you a scholarship, a job. Wow. <laughs> Probably another scholarship. It was it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. But I also think that was due to the connections that I made. Mm-hmm. I feel like connections are everything. Yeah. Like you really never are. you never know who you're talking to. Oh my gosh, my sister said that to me one day. She was like, "You're always interviewing," and always. I was like, "Oh my gosh." Always. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it is it is true, and it's so much about building these long lasting relationships. Like you'll never know. Also, the the world is so small. Like, all of a sudden, people know each other, and it's like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> you know, something that's, I told the story to the person a couple of days ago, but when it comes to connections, never, never just, like, count them out. Like, always take a chance to, like, connect. Yeah. Take advantage of every opportunity that's given. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, you know, a couple of years ago, 2014, with 
Kaka, the work that I was doing with them, they gave me an opportunity to speak for them. Mm-hmm. And that was like my first time truly ever having a speech. Mm-hmm. It was like a room packed of like three to 400 people. Oh Everyone's dressed in a suit. For the first time. Oh, this was at the, the Mandarin Oriental, that fancy, fancy hotel. Wow. Fancy hotel. I was so nervous and so scared. And I remember I had like uh, no cards. Yeah. <laughs> I had, love the no I had no cards. And I had to constantly work, like walk in and out and have music in there. Because I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is yeah. nerve wracking. Like, this is going to be silence. Everyone's going to be looking at me like I'm scared. I did a speech. In the middle of the speech, all my cards got misplaced out of order. So, of oh my not. God. Just imagine anything and everything going wrong. Went wrong. Well, but luckily, the crowd was support, supportive. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely like, you go, boy. Like, you. Yeah. Go ahead. Be patient. We got you. Go ahead. And I remember by the end of it, whoever was hosting, I gave him a handshake and like my legs just collapsed. But I was still standing. But I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, thank you. I was just like, I was just shaking. And I just felt so bad because I felt like I did horrible. Mm. But I believe at the end of the day, my story was told. And I remember at the very end, keep in mind in attendance, we had the uh, governor from Pennsylvania and oh. the CEO of Johnson Johnson there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's unbelievable. At the end of the event, they come up to me individually at separate times. Hey, you know, if you're the, the governor, hey, I love your speech. You have an incredible story. Here's my business card. If you ever need anything, reach out. Great. CEO from Johnson Johnson. We talk. Hey, you know, keep in touch on all that. Great. We've gone through classes on how to like network. And it's still, you know, it's still like, how? So, like, when you're there and, and you didn't, you know, grow up in that kind of that system of, like, okay, I'm going to make these connections because mm-hmm. they're not even a possibility. <laughs> to all of a sudden be, like, in front of these two influential people and be like, I'm supposed to connect with you. Exactly. How do you, how do, you do that? <laughs> and I posted his uh, business card on my wall for a year. But, yeah, Absolutely. just connections. I don't know how I got into that story, but there was an end point to it. <laughs> um, I, I really like that, um, that what you were saying about your speech and saying at the end of the day, you know, even though all these little wrong things and ultimately we're our worst critics of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but my favorite quote is Maya Angelou's, um, people won't remember what you said, people won't oh, remember what you this did, is crazy. but people always crazy. remember how they make, you made them feel. I just read and that yesterday. So true. I just oh, read that quote oh, yesterday. That. that is so crazy. <laughs> I see what you're doing, God. So I guess the, the next question, you know, we, and we've talked a little bit about this, but looking back, what were some of those? Oh, well, before I get into this question, mm-hmm. um, you talked about getting this new mentor and, co- and him coming right at the, this pivotal time for you when you needed the support. What was it like to then build that relationship and say, like, I finally have this male figure in my life that's telling me i'm here for you how can i help you and and get to share that experience with him it was i mean to a certain degree i am a person who's some people view it as vulnerable Mm -hmm. to me i just see it as being open Mm -hmm. for me i don't mind being open especially within the parameters of generation hope nine times out of ten i believe any and everyone who's a part of this program community program whatever your intentions are pure. Your intentions are to simply help, not to mess anything up or manipulate, take for granted. So for me, I, I see my mentor as another person to build a communication, build a bridge with, and, and go about it in a healthy way. Um, I don't remember the original reactions of when all those things happened. 
I just know he was there. Yeah. I know for a fact, thanks to him and his wife, I was introduced to acupuncture. Mm. And I have loved it ever since then. Yeah. Ever since then. It helped me cope with so much. So much. So much. Oh, my God. Yeah. I miss it. I need a... Candice, I need you to come back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah that's... It was, it was a good... It was a perfect timing. I mean, obviously it wasn't, but as him, right. him being a resource and mm-hmm. being a mentor, it was perfect timing. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, what time he had to relocate and I had to get another mentor. But to this very day, me and him still keep in touch. Yeah. He was at my graduation as well. Oh, Came good. all the way from Texas, him and wow. his wife, to support. So I, I appreciate and love them both. That must have been so special. Definitely. We cried. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, that deserves tears. Oh my gosh, that was you were both crying. Um, so how was this? You know, going through, especially I can imagine. I mean, coping with with those situations for yourself, but at the same time, I was saying, okay, I have to keep going and I have to push through. How was that impacting your role as a father and in, in shaping of okay, who do I want to be for my child? I guess I always hold, well, always hanged on to the message of peace, love, and positivity. Mm-hmm. No matter what has happened or what will happen or what is happening, always just hang on and cling on to that, that motto. And for me, it's like, even to this very day, and I had to realize this like just now, not just now, but in recent years, mm-hmm. like my daughter is a true reflection of me. My patience, my anger, not even talking physical appearances, but just her her nature as a human being mm-hmm. is identical to me mm-hmm. and it's like whatever i feel she feels whatever i say she may say <laughs> <laughs> she may say um and it's like for me it's just once again it goes back to being better than my father mm-hmm. i don't care what's going on with me i try my best not to present that to her and i just try to be the best role model or parent that i can possibly be mm-hmm. don't don't get don't get it twisted like keep in mind <laughs> Like, the first year or two of her being born, I was a no-good father. Like, I definitely didn't provide that support. I was definitely still being childish, getting adjusted to being a parent. Of course. But um, when I finally made that decision where I was like, I see that my daughter is not comfortable with me. I see the struggles that we have. I just really had to be honest with self. And once I was honest with self, I feel like once I was honest with self, I was honest with her. Mm-hmm. And since then, our relationship has just grown stronger yeah. and better. Like... That's my shawty. That's yeah. my shawty. And how old is she again? She's six, about to be seven in November. Okay. She was born on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about family and bringing that, uh, creating that family for you um, beyond kind of, yeah, what you were gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you want people to know about you and, and your experiences? <laughs> What do I want people to know about me and my experiences? Um, I think honestly, honestly, what do I want people to know about me? Like at the end of the day, my message is peace, love, and positivity. Mm-hmm. I've been through, <laughs> I've been through the good, the bad, and ugly, mm-hmm. and to still be a person that represents a positive message, just know that you're. You're capable of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're going through, your trials and tribulations, the hurt, whatever you're going through, any and everything is possible to actually come overcome. You know, with time, time heals all. 
but at the same time, don't just depend on time to kind of heal. Yeah. Do exercises, put things in place in order to, like, you know, maintain a healthy mindset. Like I said, one of the things that I didn't really talk too much about is mental health, but that's something very key nowadays. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. my story represents other stories. My story represents a hundred other stories that's similar and alike. Did I give up? No. Should you give up? No. Persevere, fight through it. Have a message that you can cling on to, to look at, and to have as your backbone, and never give up. Yeah. I think if a person was to look at my story in all, just the raw content of it, perseverance is a is the underlying theme. I don't I do agree 100% with that. And like, even someone that their story could be totally different. Like, there's always that pain and that hurt mm-hmm. in one way or another, right? I mean, we live in a broken world. And unfortunately, but gosh, there's so, there, there is a light, right? And I tell people this all the time. And this is why, like, I'm, this is why I'm, this is the person, this is why I am who I am. Instead of being that male who carries around his ego, I present myself as soft. I present myself as this nice, gentle giant teddy bear. Like, this world is messed up. This world will kill you. Social media will definitely kill you. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like you. I'm, it's news. And how do you face that? How do you face um, the comparison in social media? The hurt that you see behind everyone's... People chasing for likes yeah. disrespecting themselves selling themselves women men boys yeah. kids whatever and and this the these <clears throat> boxes that we're put into right like you said and i do think it'd be really good to talk about mental health because it's it's certainly something that's finally coming to the light not everywhere Freaking finally. And <laughs> Freaking finally, yeah <laughs> absolutely and and like you said struggling with mental health it's just saying it is a part of you and um, and I think especially for men to have those struggles and to be, like we talked about this earlier, that phrase, gotta be a man, mm-hmm. gotta be strong, don't show your emotions. It's like, what? No. And the same as when, when a woman is being sensitive and saying, you're too sensitive. Wow. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't get why people write that. Like, you would rather prefer a guy whose <laughs> ego is everywhere. He's yeah. boasting. He's caring. He's sagging. He's doing all this. But when you want to actually have a conversation with him, you'll never get a chance to reach him. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he's going to put on his front this ego. Yeah. You prefer that over a guy who's in tune with himself, who knows himself, who's okay with who he is. Yeah. And that's too much for you to handle. Who will then be actually be able to, to care for your heart. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. oh, that's tough. It's it's so helpful. I even even in my own like understanding mental health and being able to like how that affects me and how that has played a, a role in my life and my family. And I just remember how wonderful it was when there was like a word to describe it <laughs> and describe so many things since I was a young kid and say I wasn't crazy, I wasn't you know too sensitive or. Too open, or I was just a human. Yeah, I was and just, it was just saying like, this is just how I needed to respond. In. Um, how is uh, I know now we um, Asia is here as the mental health mm-hmm. coordinator. Um, Shout out to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, I'm just so glad to to get to know them, even just for for these few months. But um, what was it like? You know, was it Generation Hope that first opened the doors for you in in understanding mental health and in bringing that topic up? How did you, or how did you first come across it? Generation Hope was. I would say Generation Hope was. was a place where I truly started talking about mental health and really diving deeper into understanding what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember originally I was definitely trying to get a uh, counselor somewhere here, but I don't think at the time we had it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just went straight to Howard. And due to Generation Hope, due to their help, um, I kind of had the, the confidence to actually take the initiative on my own and to yeah. approach the people at Howard and say, hey, I need help. All right, so my last question for you, kind of having all these topics in mind, which has been a lot, and I'm really thankful for it. No problem. Um, what advice would you give to other teen dads? <laughs> I would say to the young teen fathers that's out there, um, Honestly, I would say to the young parents, the young teen fathers that's out there, I would say you're more than just a a father. Your significance is more than what society or social media is telling you. You're just as important as a mother. Understand that in order to change the stigma around young teen fathers, you got to put in work. So whether that's you taking classes (laughs) <laughs> and the mother staying home, like I don't, I don't know how to put that, but put it, put that work in, man. Like put that work in. Change the stigma around young fathers. We're not just babysitters. <laughs> We're actual fathers. Yeah. We're fathers. I would say if you have that doubt or that guilt, whatever you hold, just know that it's gonna be okay. Know yourself, but also be ready to take that next step to provide a future where you're comfortable and your child is as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, well. I can imagine them. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um say so if you also need somebody to talk to you though, feel free. Reach yeah. out, email, whatever. I'm yeah. more than willing to set some set some time aside and just yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. Thank you, you learn a lot from conversations. Absolutely. I think that's like you said, like that's where things are gonna change, and, and being open and having those conversations. And if you know yourself, you're not gonna care about what too many other people are gonna say. Absolutely. Um, it's there's there's no one like a father, and they'll be fantastic. Oh gosh, grateful for all those male figures, but there really isn't a father that can replace your own. And, exactly. Um, as both men and women, like that relationship is so needed and is so unique. Um, and getting to to have that is just like, yeah, it's just such a gift. So I, I agree. To just echo that what you what you said in that. I agree. Another thing I would say, even if you and the mother aren't together, show respect. Mm. Give her the same respect that you would want her to give you. At the end of the day, <laughs> it's teamwork. Yeah, I got a kid to take care of. Mm-hmm. Just see it as that. 
you don't have to like everything that a person does, but respect is, is something that's very key. Yeah. To have a, a kid grow up in a happy environment. You can be separated, whatever. Just make sure you communicate and have that relationship. I don't care if you got to put a mask on when the kids are around, do so. Because yeah. kids, <laughs> you may not believe it or see it, but kids pick up on everything. Oh, absolutely. Everything. The fights, the arguments, the slick comments. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the postings on social media, but <laughs> yeah, they, they pick they, up. You know, they pick up on everything. It's a smart nerve Yeah, that's gonna ultimately leave uh, a mark to say like you, you know, what does respect actually look like for all your relationships in the future? Yeah, exactly. And for her to know, yeah, you should be. Your kids be. will search for the relationship, the relationships that they have with you. Just in someone else. Yeah. So as a father, if you got a daughter, <laughs> you better treat her like a queen. Yeah. Because if you don't treat her like a queen, you treat her like anything, guess what's going to happen in the future? It's going to be a guy who's going to treat her like anything. She's going to be acceptable. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because daddy did it to me. Yeah. Daddy said it was okay. Same thing goes for males, females, same thing. Who we are is truly who they look for. Um. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so I'm so thankful for everything that you shared no today, and I'm just excited for you and for your future and for your daughter. I appreciate it. You've been in Generation Hope for five. Well, it was five years being in Generation Hope. I've seen the transitions. I've seen the struggles, and when I say like I, I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. I'm appreciative and so happy that I have Generation Hope as a family mm-hmm. and as a community. Whether it's the the board members, the scholars, the little ones, the staff members, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for everyone. Thank you so much, Joseph. No problem. You're, you're fantastic. Um, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your daughter, and um, I thank you for for having the courage of saying yes to being a dad every day, um, to being a man, a true man. And just yeah, I'm just so excited for for others to get to hear this and to hopefully find their their little. Um, you know their connection to a generation hope whether that is a, as a teen dad as a teen mom as a volunteer gotcha. whatever it is so there's there's room for everyone and we are open to everyone so thank you so much no problem I really appreciate it episode we continue our interview with Joseph Youssef and his amazing story continuing to pursue his education, his role as a father, and his participation in Generation Hope. We thank you for tuning into this podcast and hearing what our scholars have to say. There are so many ways of connecting with Generation Hope's mission, so please consider getting involved. There are many ways to do so, including applying if you're a teen parent, as well as volunteering, becoming a mentor, tutoring, or donating to the organization. For more information, you can contact Michelle Avellino at michelle at supportgenerationhope.org or at the phone number 202-656-9539.